Single shot. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. And I'm Katie. Welcome back to Single Shot 14. Um, oh, Katie, um, where are you calling from? <laughs> you know, Sacramento. Um, I used to call you on yourself. <laughs> Late night when our recording things don't work. So, guys, <laughs> I just want to say... <laughs> No one has had as many technical difficulties as we have, and I don't even understand why. So I was all excited because I got these new foam pads for my desk here. So I have this nice little like secure sound setup, and we were talking, and we we were recording just yeah. fine, and then all of a sudden, Katie's mic stopped working, like mid episode, and yep. So here we are. Um, Katie's literally on my cell phone, and I'm holding my phone to the mic. We're committed. We are committed to bringing you Top a single shot. Quality. Top quality. <laughs> if this is your first single shot that you're listening to, I am so sorry. I know we apologize about our technical difficulties all the time, but I was telling Tabitha <laughs> earlier, I feel like I cursed us, because I was like, every time we fix something, something else doesn't work, and she fixed her problem with the foam pads, and now my mic doesn't work, so... <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. But, you know. If anyone has the Blue Yeti mic and you have any information on how we can make it fucking work, <laughs> please, please tell me. Please. I'm about to kill a Yeti. Like, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah, this is just <laughs> very unfortunate. I took a selfie with Katie. <laughs> So, guys, our single shot episodes. um, Thanks, patrons. Thanks, patrons. (laughs) I swear your money is going back into this podcast. Uh, Just technologically challenged, apparently. About to go into a new mic. Oh, man. That's so annoying. Yeah, so um, for all you listeners, we decided to actually make this single shot available to everyone. Um, and like I said, if this is your first single shot, I apologize. They are normally not like this. Normally our single shots are mini minisodes that we make available to our top tier patrons and you can be a patron at patreon.com slash crimes and cocktails. But, um, we normally talk about latest true crime news or just, you know, yeah, show, (laughs) yeah, anything. Sometimes they're 10 minutes long. Sometimes they're 30 minutes long. It's just kind of all over. But yes. this week's going to be a little bit different um, and different for multiple reasons. <laughs> One, Katie sounds like she's calling into a radio station to request a song for her crush. <laughs> yes, welcome to KRME. <laughs> <laughs> the song goes out to Taylor. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so oh sorry. Well, anyway, you know, <laughs> it's been it's been a rough one. Yeah. So tonight's single shot's going to be, um, like I said, is going to be a little bit different. Um, we're talking actually about an ongoing case, which is probably very familiar to most of you guys right now. It's blown up all over social media, the news, everywhere. It's in Reddit. Um, I have coworkers that are like asking me, you know, about, oh, what do you think about this and such? And so I think I didn't want to do this case at first. I don't know about you, Katie, but at first I was kind of like, I don't know if we feel, I didn't want to be the podcast. It's like writing on the coattails of someone's tragedy, like on while well, ongoing case or something like that. But then we do yeah. kind of talk about people's tragedies all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I just wanted to make a quick comment kind of on that. The case, I think the reason why the case bothers me and also the reason why I think we should talk about the case tonight is because literally every single TikTok I've been seeing has been making wild accusations and yes. theories. And it's just going everywhere. And the misinformation spreads very quickly. Um, it's baseless in most um, cases, and it's just people throwing out their theories, and then these people get so into it and are like, oh my god, yeah, maybe that's what happened. Um, like, I've been seeing a very popular theory that Gabby and Brian murdered two women who 
um, had oh also my recently gosh. gone had gone missing in the area and that she felt guilty and was going to turn them in and that's why he killed her and you know that stuff that's really shitty to say um like you know her family is out there seeing this stuff reading this stuff and there's been no misinformation like the cops have said those cases are not connected at all um and i just the stuff that i've been seeing coming out there, yeah, there's a fine line. I mean, there have been cases like if you watch the Netflix documentary "Don't Fuck with Cats," yeah, um, there have been cases where online sleuths kind of solve it, right? You know, yeah. and there have been some positives. I mean, I think it's definitely a great positive that this, um, that Gabby Petito's case has got so much coverage because. There have been a couple things that, um, a couple people out there that actually did have information that they were able to actually help the police and that, that's fantastic. But yeah, a lot of the misinformation also goes wild or people make up stuff. I mean, the, was it the Elisa Lamb documentary? Yeah, I was about to say, the Elisa Lamb, where that guy's life was basically ruined because internet sleuths started making up stuff and trying to fit stuff together that Mm -hmm. didn't belong and... It's just, it's sad, and it's awful, and it shouldn't be out there. And then also, I know we were talking about before, a little bit before the podcast started, um, how people are kind of using this case to be like, well, what about all the missing indigenous women? And I, that bothers me because, yes, we should be talking about missing indigenous women, definitely and not enough is done to find them and the statistics are wild when it comes to missing and murdered indigenous women but we shouldn't be putting down somebody who has passed and was murdered in a very tragic way just so that we can bolster up another issue that is going on like it wasn't gabby's fault that these other women are missing and murdered yeah um and it doesn't make her case any less you know, important because these other women have been missing and murdered. And so instead of, I think, saying, well, well, what about these people? How about you put a research and put a podcast together about those people? Or you go and you make vote in people who care about indigenous women and you go out and you to the many, many, many different events that are trying to get murdering the missing indigenous women into the public eye instead of saying, well, fuck this girl who got murdered. What if she's not, she's just white and pretty. So everybody's commenting about her and not anybody. Who's right. And indigenous. I did think and, about that for a minute. Like, yeah. Oh, why is this case blowing up? Is it because she's white and pretty? But I, I don't really think, I mean, of course some people might disagree with me and that's totally their prerogative. I don't really think it has to do with, um, I don't really feel like it has to do with race in this one. I think... I think it blew up, and I do... I think that women, white women who go missing or are murdered do get more attention in the media than people of color, but I think this specific case blew up so much, partly because of those two women who went missing in the area right when this happened as well, and so people immediately jumped to making these connections or saying something weird is going on in here, or there's a serial killer in this area, and they liked the how it was different and mysterious and uh, then went crazy over it. It is a crazy case. I also feel like um, a lot of cases that we cover where women are murdered, um, especially on this podcast... There's always this um, precursor to it what's, where in my mind, I'm kind of like, well, that was never going to happen to me because yeah. I don't get in cars with strangers or mm-hmm. I, you know, all, all these different reasons. And I know that um, there's some talk that it was an abusive relationship. Nothing's really mm-hmm. been completely confirmed on that, though. But um, I just feel like Gabby her life kind of even reflects my personal life in some ways where it's like she's kind of I mean someone wrote one time they're like she's one of us in the way of like she was listening to true crime she was an artist she was traveling with her fiance slash boyfriend just doing a normal summer road trip van life blogging like like so many people are doing right now like yeah her 
life right now reflects a lot of people I feel like in our generation right now. And so it just felt very, um, like, wow, this could happen to me. I feel like that's kind of also one reason why this kind of blew up so much. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's okay for information to go out. (laughs) It's okay for it to blow up. Just don't use it as a way to spread crap. Misinformation or be, you know, get your TikTok video to blow up or or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I, um, real talk (laughs) right now. Um, when my cousin was murdered, a lot of stuff was said online about him and it bothered me a lot. And I was just like, you know, my grandma's seeing this, like I'm seeing this, his sister's seeing this. People need to just, you know, stop. And then I also have a great aunt who is, um, or I should say was indigenous, who is part of that group of MMIW, the missing and murdered indigenous women. And I would never think to say about somebody else, oh, well, theirs isn't as important because hers didn't get solved. Yeah. So um, it just bothered me a lot with this case, but I think... I've said what I needed to say about that now. And I think, uh, I mean, there have been a couple of you guys that have asked uh, for, you know, at least for me to to talk about this case or what I think about it. Um, When this case first came out, I think I received about six to to ten different text messages from different people asking me. And it was kind of something where I was like, I don't know, like, I I don't want to say she's dead before they find her and just yeah. feel like that, you know. And it was kind of like with Maya Malete, who is also still missing, by the way, in, in Chula Vista. Yeah. Um, it was like this, this, her husband definitely looks super guilty, but we don't really know all the facts yet. Yeah. And we don't really know what's happened yet and stuff, so. And... and I think we also need to understand, too that a lot of the times these cases that are new and ongoing is we don't understand or we make assumptions because we don't have all the information because um, the FBI, cops, whatever, they're not giving out all the information right away. They're keeping a lot of stuff that they do know close to the chest so that that doesn't get out there. Um, and then people start, you know, getting wild with their ideas because they don't have all the information and right. that spreads and, and hinders the investigation in, in some ways. Definitely. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of, um, now that there is a little bit more information, we're going to kind of build a timeline instead of starting from, you know, this was found or this person came home or whatnot. So we're, this is kind of just a, what we know so far. And obviously after we post this episode, I'm sure much more information is going to come out, you know, in the next couple of days and it's just something yeah. to pay attention to, but, um, just kind of see where it's going and then, um, talk about it from there, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, we're going to start in June of, you know, this year. Um, Gabby and Brian start their cross country road trip and, um, and Brian is her, is her fiance slash yeah, boyfriend. Fiance. They said fiance and then they've said boyfriend. So I'm not really quite sure. where. So there, there was but... one of Gabby's friends that's been interviewed by a lot. And, um, which part of me is also like, why is this friend interviewing so many different things? To talk? I don't know. It's kind of weird, but, yeah. um, I feel like, like if you went missing, and newspapers wanted to talk to me, I would keep it kind of brief, but I feel like yeah, it'd be more like just send info if you can find her, but I don't feel like yeah. I'd be wanting to be on 2020 or anything like that. Yeah. yeah but no, at least not right away. Um, <laughs> but what her friend said was that they were engaged, but then they decided, you know, life was easier when their boyfriend, girlfriend, so they went back to okay. just being boyfriend, girlfriend before okay. this trip. So... Gotcha. So, um, Gabby and Brian. And um, Brian and... Laundry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. He is 22 years old, I believe. Yeah. They're both. Like that I think right. they're both 22. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. So, um, they start their cross country road trip in Gabby's white Ford van. Sorry, he's um, 23. Starting... 
<laughs> Technicality. <laughs> we got to get the facts. Um, and so they start from Florida, and then their plan is to go to the West Coast, and they want to stop at every state and national park that they can along the way. And then during this time, Gabby is in um, very regular contact with her family. Um, now we're in August, um, August 12th, 2021. Um, they have some sort of altercation in uh, Moab, Utah, and then the police get involved. Um, neither Gabby or Brian want to press charges against the other, but police tell them that it would be best if they separated for the night. Um, and so they separate them for the night. Um, just different hotels, I believe. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to play one short uh, few clips from that. Yeah. So basically... Um... There was someone who heard them arguing that called uh, the police uh, to say, you know, there's domestic dispute going on here. And then when the police showed up, I think they were driving in their van. And they have this cute little white, you know, van life kind of van that Gabby, if you've followed her Instagram or social media or anything like that, she was trying to be, you know, do a travel blog. And she was doing it pretty well from what I could tell. She had just started, but she had amazing shots and just you know everything going on here but let's see here driver is showing some obscure driving possibly intoxicated currently doing 45 miles an hour zone through here is 25 oh subjects just hit the curb Correction speed limit is 15. Sorry, officer. You want to place your vehicle in the park and go ahead and turn it off for me? No, park? Oh, it isn't parking yet. Okay, turn off your engine. Go ahead and set your keys on the dash for me, all right? What's your guys' names? Gabby. Gabby, Brian, okay. What's going on? How come you're crying? I'm just crying. We've just been fighting this morning. Some personal issues. It was a long day. We were camping yesterday and camping got the out supplies and stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hit the, the bump there. <laughs> I was distracting him from driving. I'm sorry. Can I get you to step out of the vehicle for me, man? Yeah. Just hang tight right there. Um, do you mind if I take your keys and just put them on your hood? You got it, buddy. I'm so Thank sorry. Thank you. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm going to go ahead and close your door. Okay. So two two nine. I have the female that was on the passenger mm-hmm. seat separated from the male. Keys are on the hood. You want to tell me what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. It just some days I have really bad OCD, and okay. I just I was just cleaning and straightening up back of the van before, and I was apologizing to him and saying I'm sorry that I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I just get really frustrated. Not like mean towards him. I just like. I guess my vibe is like, I really like in a bad mood. And I was just saying, I'm sorry if I'm in a bad mood. I've just been really stressed. I had so much work I was doing on my computer this morning. What do you do for a living? Um, well, I, I hate to forget an organic juice bar, but I just quit my job. Okay. I was a nutritionist. That's oh, what, okay. That was my That's job. Cool. And I just quit um, my job to travel across the country. And I'm trying to start a blog. Okay. Stuff. So I've been building my website, so I've been really stressed, and he doesn't really believe that I could do any of it, so that's kind of been like a, I don't know, he's like a, down there, I don't know, we've just been fighting all morning, and and he wouldn't let me in the car before. And Why I, wouldn't he let you in the car? Because <laughs> you told me I need to calm down, yeah. <laughs> but I'm perfectly calm, I'm calm all the time, and he really stresses me out, and I just... Well, why don't we do this? Why don't I sit you down in the back seat of my car? You're not in any trouble, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to be putting handcuffs on you. You obviously don't have any weapons. What's that? Yeah, I just spoke to her. So, you want to do me a favor? Let's go ahead and get you to step out of the vehicle. Alrighty.
getting in trouble right now. So, tell me what's going on. The shoes gets worked up sometimes, and I try and really distance myself from her, so like I, I lock the car and I walk away from her. You know, what happened this morning is that she's trying to start up like her own little website blog and everything, so I give her time. And I, we really had a nice morning, if any, and if anything, but um, she just got worked up because we were trying to get going and get our day going because we want to go um, like guard this place. Okay. You, you want to tell me about those scratches on your face? She had itself on her hand, that's why I was pushing her away, because I... She wanted. To, I locked the keys so I could walk away. I, I said, let's just take a breather and let's not, you know, go anywhere. Let's just calm down for a minute. She's getting her work up. And then she had her phone and was trying to get the keys to so I got away. I was just trying to. I know I shouldn't push, but I was just trying to push her away to go. Let's let's just take a minute, step back and breathe. And you see, she got me with her phone. Can I see your hand? Oh, you got a mark right here. Oh, that's from a wire. That's from a wire. Yeah. You want to tell me about hitting that curve? Hitting the curve was her grabbing the wheel. Grab the wheel. Yeah. She said, I can't believe we're getting pulled over and then she did What about the speed? Did she take over the, no, take I over the pedal on you? If I was going fast, I'm sorry. No, it's probably just the, the moment of I'm still shaking now. The adrenaline seeing the lights flashing up and then the her gripping the wheel. So if I sped up, I'm sorry about that. Or if I was speeding beforehand, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it took quite a bit to catch up to you. So yeah. I'm sorry about that. We're just going into the the park again to get water because we have a six gallon water container to uh -huh. fill up, so we're just grabbing water before the hike. Okay. And we're just, I was trying to keep everything calm and quiet because there's plans still to go for our hike. But it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Of course, of course. Do me a favor. You want to go ahead and just take a seat right over here on the curb sure. for me? And if I was speeding, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. You don't have anything in that pocket or anything like that, do you? Yeah. Nope. Just the wallet? Yeah. All right. And then, do you mind lifting your shirt so I can check the waistband? Yeah. I got turn around for me real quick. Nothing. I just, I just no, want I to make you. sure. That's all, man. Go ahead, do me a favor, take a seat. All right. Okay. Oh, do you have your ID on you? In the car. If you want to come with me, yeah, I will just do this. Just, just go ahead and take a seat. So if you could hear, I mean, she's pretty upset at this point, but she's kind of blaming herself. I feel like. For this, I mean, she's like, I just, I have OCD, I just get really mad at him, and for no reason, and I feel bad, and I just want to stop, and I don't know why I act this way, and honestly, when I hear, when I heard this, or when I watched this video, I, it really made me tear up, because I don't have OCD myself, but I mean, I have, I have, um, I have a lot of anxiety, also just like most of us do, but I have ADHD, and so I I constantly kind of do this to people. I've done it to roommates. I've done it to boyfriends where I'm just like, sometimes things, things need to be clean and perfect before I can settle, and yeah. I get like that, and sometimes I can be kind of bitchy, and then I realize I'm being like that, and I'm just like so mad at myself, and I cause an argument out of nowhere, and I do that, and I obsess over it, and so I just felt like that. I'm, I'm just like that, like with her, like how she was doing like that. And, you know, he's trying to like, you know, distance himself. So, cause I mean, gosh, living in a van, I could never. <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't at all. Like I could barely live in my one bedroom apartment with Taylor during COVID. Like... I think for like a month <laughs> would be my max. And then I'd be yeah. like, we're getting a hotel for a few nights and our own beds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, I mean, you just, you need that alone time and that break, even like if you're a great couple together and you get along great, like it's normal to want that separation and to yeah. need that separation. Um, just even same room, different, like further apart than you can get in a van. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Anyway, in the report that the police make about this situation, they do call Gabby confused and emotional, which is all rude. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I do think that um, the cop, I mean, he he was really trying to problem solve without, like, it escalating, yeah, no, like, he separated I th I think them. they were pretty calm, separated, and then, I mean, there's nothing they can do if each one of them's not going to press charges against them. Yeah, the other, so. And he um, determined, I mean, just from the conversation, I mean, she's, she's taking responsibility, and so he's like, okay, it looks like she's the aggressor, but you could tell he's like, I don't want to word it that way because she's so small. Like, yeah. like this perception, yeah. but, you know, be real, guys, like, 
women and men both can be aggressors in a relationship. And even if, um, women are completely capable of being the abusers. Yes, exactly. And even if they're the ones that I'm also, yeah, yeah. I was just watching some forensic files the other night where this woman was abusing her spouse for like 30 years and then finally he like snapped and murdered her, you know, but it, it does happen. (laughs) (laughs) What was like, what were we talking about? Uh, Betty Broderick almost. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? Oh my God. Catherine O'Hara in uh, that one show. And she's all good for her. No, I don't think it's Catherine. It's not Catherine out here. It's um, in Arrested Development. The mom yeah, there. Yeah. She has her martini, so good for her. So Rest in peace. <laughs> yes, I know. Such a great um, show. But yeah, th- this part, yeah. you know, the police separate him. They uh, get him a hotel, or he gets a hotel room for the night, which it's also noted that, so right before this happened... I think it was, like, the day before this happened, or a couple days before this happened, they were, like, pretty broke, and her dad, like, Uber, had Uber Eats delivered to their campsite for them to have dinner, because they didn't have any money, and then for this hotel room, I mean, I guess, and this is a little bit unclear to me from what I could tell, is that he says, well, I don't really have any money for a hotel, but somehow... He still gets a hotel for the night. So I don't I don't know what happened there. I don't know if the police I doubt the police gave him money for a hotel, but they may have. They may have, depending. Um Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. I found some hotel that they could that offered Yeah. You know, yeah. Night. I don't know. So Yep, so that was August twelfth. Yeah, and then there's kind of a gap here on even their, both their social media. So if you look at their social media, they're avidly posting, they're doing what you do when you're, you know, trying to get followers and everything like that. They're hashtagging, they're putting their locations. It's beautiful day in Utah, you know, beautiful day in Colorado, whatever. And then they kind of just stop posting for about 10 days, I think. Yeah. I think it's 10 days, which is like, Suicide, <laughs> social suicide <laughs> on uh, social media. <laughs> um, real talk, though. <laughs> Especially if you're trying to become like some travel blogger. Yeah, people need to keep in there. So on August 24th, um, Gabby FaceTimes with her mom and she says that they're heading to Wyoming. And this is another thing to be noted. She talked to her parents like every day. They knew where she was going, where she's going to meet. If she didn't have service, she let them know right away. But she would message them as soon as she got service. I mean, she was, every step of the way, she was talking to her family and letting them know where she was. And then on, uh, between August 25th and August 27th, uh, Gabby and her mother are texting. And Gabby's family thinks that she is in the Tetons, which I heard some episode about this uh, I think it was maybe Crime Junkie I can't remember who it was and no it wasn't Crime Junkie it was a different podcast that was talking about this and they were calling it the Tetons <laughs> or Tetons oh, no. they called it Tetons also and I was like mm, it's Tetons and then on August 30th this is the infamous last text message uh, it's Gabby quote quotation marks here around her name Gabby sent a text message to her family saying no service in Yosemite which doesn't make sense for a couple reasons Yosemite is nowhere near Moab first of all and so or Wyoming if they're heading towards Wyoming and then all of a sudden they're down in California and they would have had plenty of time to yeah to text (laughs) them and tell them hey we're heading to California now we're heading to Yosemite or something like that yeah. And then for her just to out of nowhere say no service in Yosemite, it just it's very out of character for her is, is what her family is saying. Her family's saying, you know, she doesn't text like that, she doesn't talk like that, so this doesn't make any sense to us. Yeah. Now here's where things get extra weird. So unbeknownst to her family, on September first, 
Brian so returns... Two days later. Yeah, two days <laughs> later, after they're supposedly in Yosemite, by the way, uh, Yosemite, California, Brian returns to North Point, Florida, clear across the country, to his parents' house, and he's in the white van, Gabby's van, but Gabby's not with him. And 10 days later, on... Well, actually, on September 10th, so at this time, Gabby's family has been calling and texting and trying to get a hold of Gabby. They're trying to get a hold of Brian. So they start messaging and calling Brian the laundry family saying, you know, have you heard from the kids? Have you heard from Gabby? We haven't heard from any of them. We're really concerned. And the laundry family is just not responding. They've just completely ghosted the Petito family. They're not talking to them. They're not answering phone calls, they're not replying or anything. Now, uh, Gabby's mom lives in New York with Gabby's stepdad and Gabby's dad lives in Florida. So on the 10th, um, Gabby's dad goes to the laundry house and we don't entirely know what happens here. There was a police report filed that there was, the police were called to the scene. I'm assuming he probably got in a heated argument at the front door and they probably called the police. And the police probably told him to leave because that's what it kind of seems like. Yeah. And then on the 11th, that's when the laundry family is like, well, Brian's been home for the last 10 days. And the Petito family is like, what the fuck? Like, we've been trying to get a hold of you for over a week now. And now you're telling us you've been home this whole time and our daughter hasn't been with you. And also let us note this too. Gabby lived with the Laundry family before they went on this road trip. So Gabby and Brian both lived together under Brian's parents' house. So she should be there. So she, she yeah, she should be there. And this isn't like the Laundry family doesn't know her very well or doesn't care or anything like that. Like, she's part of the household. So it should be, you know, you would think that this would be like a missing family member of of their own family to them or something. Yeah. So it's completely bizarre. But at this time, so Gabby's family is like, okay, we're now filing a missing persons report because they didn't know exactly what was going on. Now, I kind of feel like they probably should have tried to do a missing persons report sooner if they hadn't heard anything in over a week. But yeah. You know, I, I would have. I that's just what I would have done, but I don't know. You know, maybe they were just thinking, well, if we can't get a hold of both of them, I don't know. So it's it's very weird. I, I'm not sure why, but they report her missing to the Suffolk County uh, Department in New York, and that's because that's where her parent, her mom, and her stepdad live, and that police uh, county contacts North police in Florida and so they are now you know communicating each other like hey yeah this seems really weird really odd so the Florida police go to the laundry home to speak with Brian and his family and as soon as they knock on the door they're just handed information saying talk to our lawyer so the police don't find out anything because they're immediately just shut down when they get to the door and they're immediately handed, you know, paperwork saying that Brian has already lawyered up, which is insane yeah. to me. It's just, yeah. I mean, if he's not guilty, he sure as hell is looking guilty. So it just. Yep. <laughs> so um, now we're on September 16th. Uh, the Petito family now also has an attorney. Um, and then they have their attorney read a brief um, from them on national TV, begging the laundry family to give them information on where their daughter is. And, you know, they've been obviously been trying for days and then even since the 11th to get the laundry family to talk to them about anything they could know about Gabby. And so, you know, they're begging on TV, like, please tell us where our daughter is. Tell us, you know, your son knows where she is. Why did he come back in Gabby's van? You know, the man that belonged to her back to that house without her. So um, then the next day, September 17th, the laundry family contacts the police and then they say, we actually haven't seen Brian since the 14th of September. So this leads the FBI to come to the house and they do a search. Um, 
police say at this point that Brian is a person of interest, but he's not yet a suspect in the case. Yeah, and a person of interest is not a suspect. Like, I used to think it was the same thing. It's not. A person of interest can just be someone who they may think... Even was a witness. Yeah, like it could be a witness or something that just maybe has more information than they're letting on to. They just want to talk to them because at this point, you know, they... Gabby's missing. That is it. So, um... Yeah, so he's just, you know, yeah. So, um, so then on the 18th, police search for Brian at the Carlton Reserve, which is a 25,000-acre, I believe, reserve in Florida. Um, that his family was like, well, I think he went hiking there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is insane. So he yeah. apparently, while his fiance slash girlfriend is missing, and this is nationwide you know, it's starting to blow up now and everything like that. Like, I, I definitely had heard about this before he goes missing, quote-unquote missing. Yeah. Um, he's yep. like, I'm going to go hiking for a, few, for a few days or something like that. And he goes here, but his family goes and picks up his car from yep. the reserve mm-hmm. at, like, 5 or 4. I think it was, what was it, like, 4 a.m.? Yeah. It was, like, 4 a.m., yeah. like, before the sun has risen. They go... And grab his car from the reserve and bring it back home. And then they're like, he's missing. So, I mean, the question that I've heard from a lot of people is like, uh, if you knew your child was going out hiking, why would you go and pick up their car, which is their only way to get back home, unless you know they're not coming back home? Yep. Yeah. No, his family is very shady. And I'm hoping that... And we'll talk more about what's going on, too. But I'm also hoping that his family gets arrested um, because I feel like they're withholding information and have been. It's just um, wild to me. And yeah, I mean, at this point, too, they're saying that Brian was talking about self-harm and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, well, if your son's talking about harming himself, which is very possible, guys. I mean, it's yeah. very possible. Maybe he did hurt Gabby. And he feels terrible about it. Or maybe he saw something, feels terrible about it. Or maybe he got an argument, he just left her and he feels terrible about it. And yeah. he's just, you know, highly, emo- they're both very highly emotional people. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. But if you, if you thought you had the slightest inclination that your child was going to hurt himself, why, why would you let him go out into the wilderness by themselves and then, and take, then their take their car? car? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really hoping that police are looking through phone records with his family um, to see if there's anything. Yeah. And this um, whole time, by the way, the family has not made any comment to the police. No. No. Or anyone. Um, Like, newsers or anything. (laughs) So, um, and then also on September 18th, the FBI begins to search for Gabby in um, the Grand Teton National Park. So, um which is massive. And this so. actually came because of internet sleuthing. Yes. So this was a good thing about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, they had got a report from, was this the person who had given, they'd seen their van. I think yeah. He was going through um, his yeah. photos and he saw yes. one of the photos, that, one of the vans. Yes. Which was there. So then called the FBI to give this tip in. Um, so that they can go out there and begin searching. Yeah, there was, um, and like we said, there's been a lot of misinformation and I think the police are still trying to go through all of it. I watched this one TikTok where, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember what the person's name was, but she was saying or claiming that she... Uh, gave Brian Laundry a ride, like he was hitchhiking. Yes. Did you watch that TikTok? I did see that one. Yes, I saw that one as well. And then there was another one where there was some YouTubers that were like travel bloggers as well that they caught the van on the side of the road somewhere, and then they thought that they also saw Brian walking barefoot back to the van. Yeah. In the video. So there have been some sightings here and there. Some people who have put stuff up um, on TikTok that they have then given to the FBI because they've, after they heard about the case, thought that they had seen them. Um, yeah. 
So some of it, you know, could be real, like could be a real incident. Maybe she really did like pick up hitchhiker, maybe Brian was hitchhiking or some of that. And some of it could also just be people just trying to get in on stuff or, you know, I hate to say it, but people, especially with TikTok, are so desperate to make it that they just. Yeah, they'll say anything so they get some views. Yeah, get views or get some kind of thing, you know, I don't know. And I don't know. We don't know entirely what's going on here. minutes of fame, so. And it'll all come out. This is, like we said, this is an ongoing, uh, ongoing investigation, Yeah, we're so. talking about September 18th and then September 22nd right now while we're yeah. recording. So, yeah. like, this is, yeah, this is very fresh. So, because the, at this point, the FBI were given information by this YouTube blogger who was, like, you know, sat, he had, a, he had actual proof. He had a picture of the van yeah. in an area and he's like okay that's that's where i remember that van being in this area so they start searching and honestly call like what a lucky uh what a lucky break for the fbi because utah wyoming like area this whole area is massive massive and remote <laughs> super remote just yeah it's beautiful um it's gorgeous it's just emptiness just wilderness nature and everything but and they don't even know where she is because then gabby quote-unquote gabby is saying oh we're in yosemite so mm-hmm. like do we search over um in wyoming do we search in utah do we search in california like what's happening yeah and if brian is in florida i mean that yeah, at this florida? point he has driven from wyoming to florida and we also don't know how many days exactly was it yeah. two days him just on red bull driving straight to florida or was this a week i mean yeah it's it's not a two-hour trip or anything like that this is massive no. so <laughs> on september 19th and this is where it just, this was just so heartbreaking because I think everyone was holding on to hope that yeah. Gabby was somewhere. There was just some miscommunication or she was just camping somewhere or who knows what. But on September 19th, human remains were found in Teton County and are there. they were consistent with Gabby's description. Um, her family's notified, but the identification was pending still, waiting, you know, forensic testing, and they're still looking for Brian Laundry. So they found, you know, remains, and they said it looks a lot like her, and same, you know, kind of description and everything. So, and it was, uh, yeah, that was a, there was a, there was a, um, what was a special agent? gosh, uh, the FBI in Denver, uh, it was, um, I think, gosh, man, I'm trying to remember what his name was. Anyways, I don't know if you guys saw, you can look it up on YouTube, but the, uh, the Denver FBI, they give a statement regarding when they find the human remains and okay. the agent that's giving it, he's, he's honestly like crying, like he's trying to keep it together but his voice is shaky and you can tell he is just like so saddened that he has to give this news, which yeah. right there kind of just says it all. It's like, yeah, they definitely found her like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, at this point also, even though they haven't confirmed that it's her, they do contact her family and let them know that they found something or somebody and that it may be her. So, um, Charles Jones, especially Charles Jones. Um, Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, So, yeah, they found her, sorry, in uh, Teton County. And on September 20th, the next day, and at this point, too, the Laundry family hasn't said anything. But at this point, um, they make a statement that, you know, their prayers are with the Petito family. Like, that's all they say. Yeah, which the information was, too. But, you know. It's like, you know, if you really cared, why didn't you say something so much sooner? I don't know. Yeah. So, on September 20th, Brian's family is questioned, and they are escorted out of their home while the FBI do a search. Um, 
and a 911 call from August 12th regarding a Moab altercation is released. So this gets released to the public. And the phone call says, We drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. Then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and then they drove off. End quote. Yeah. So that was the phone call that led to police talking to Gabby and Brian uh, when they separated the two of them. So, yeah. Um, which, you know, is a different story than what they were saying yeah. when police talked to them. So um, I'm sure it was probably somewhere in between. Or, I mean, I don't, I think the people who called saw what they saw. But um, whether she hit him back or not, I don't know. She probably did, honestly, if she said she did. But um, so obviously the situation was, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The police should have. I mean, not the police had to go off by what they were saying because they didn't see anything. And then also had to, if neither one of them was pressing charges, couldn't do anything. But based on that phone call, you would hope in that sort of situation that he would have been arrested at that point. The other thing that I, uh, when I was watching the video of the police, when they were uh, questioning them, (laughs) they, one of the police officers said, you know, he's like, I I called them back. The person who called, because sometimes when you, so when you call 911, they ask for your phone number for some yeah. cases so that a police officer may call you back to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And often they don't call you back but because they don't need to. But in this instance, it sounded like one of the officers did call and that person said, oh, well, I saw her trying to get in through the window and there was just mm-hmm. a lot of screaming and yelling. Like they didn't say what they say in this recording here. Yeah. So maybe they were just tired at this point or couldn't remember exactly or maybe they started doubting themselves like maybe we didn't really see that you know or something who knows but yeah um so at that point they're kind of like okay well maybe she was just kind of slapping him on the arm and screaming and he got a little aggravated and locked her out of the van and da 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 so it's a little it's a little fuzzy on September 21st which this is yesterday because we're recording this on the 22nd uh, the FBI confirms that the human reins that they found is Gabby Petito, and they rule her death as a homicide. Now, that's all that we know right now. Obviously, they're not going to release any details on that, you know, until this is a closed case. Um, so we don't know for them to say homicide because, you know, part of me was like, maybe she slipped and Brian didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he freaked out and he just... He bolted or something. Yeah. But for homicide, maybe my mind just goes berserk. Like I know. Maybe he, maybe he hit her with a rock, or he strangled her, or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And Brian is still missing. Um, there may have been a sight of him in Mobile, Alabama, but that's yet to be confirmed by the FBI. Also, an interesting fact is that, uh, she has a user name on All Trails, which is an excellent app. I love to use it. And it's geotagging her. Like, there's a, a recent, um, geotag on her account mm-hmm. that's saying it's in Puerto Rico, which makes no fucking sense. Yeah. But Reddit users have gone down spirals and they're saying stuff like, oh, you can geotag yourself somewhere even if you aren't there. So it's not really accurate or anything. I also, and I don't know if this is true, but I was seeing this going around, that um, before her actual body was found, that she was commenting on things on like some of the laundry families, um, Instagrams or some like other news article Instagrams saying like, Oh, I'm not missing. I'm fine. And it was supposed to be from like her Instagram account, but then they're like, okay, well somebody else made this and is pretending to be her. And then I heard that it was actually Brian's father that had made, like they linked it back to his account. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. So that's one thing that hasn't been confirmed that I see floating around a lot. Um, 
So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the possible hitchhiking story. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was placing him and saying that uh, he wanted to go to Jackson and that he had been, like, hiking for a couple days. Yeah. But then when they're like, oh, we're going to Jackson, he, like, freaked out and didn't want to get out. And then... Yeah. There's just... It's just really weird. And I think the weirdest part about this case is that his family... Is that he came home without her and they just ignored the world for 10 days. Yeah. That, I think, yeah. is, like, what bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. I... My friend asked me, she's like, so what do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I honestly, I cyber stalked their Instagram and okay. Instagram is super fake. We all know this. Like it's yep. not, when people post on there, they post the best parts of their life. They don't post the ugly things, but yeah, I mean, I do think just from what I can see, I do think they did care about each other, but they obviously had high emotions and were high and the problem with highly emotional passionate people is they have high lows also yeah and if they just were not right for each other in that way i mean the good times are great but the bad times are also really bad Uh and so it could have just been you know i mean they were in a fucking van for three months it would drive a lot of people crazy, but an argument could have led somewhere to where he snapped maybe and hurt her so bad that there was no coming back. Yeah. Or maybe she started the argument and he retaliated and then he ended up, you know, pushing her and she hits her head on a rock or something like, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. No, I, there is a news article, too, that I saw that on August, uh, I think it was 27th, that just came out today, I want to say, August 27th, that somebody saw them at a restaurant in Wyoming, and that he was yelling at her in the restaurant, and then, like, left, and then came back about four times to yell at her some more, and then they left together, and then Gabby came in and apologized for Brian, and then they they left again. Oops, sorry. So, um... Gosh. I mean, their relationship seems very explosive. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. um, I think they were the people that obviously they should never have been together um, because of that. And I'm not saying because they brought out the worst in each other that, you know, what's Gabby or anything is to blame for anything. But um, obviously he should have been keeping himself in check. And, you know, everybody has to be responsible for themselves. And their behavior in that way and can't just because you're upset go around murdering people <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it's it's very sad they're very young um and and so talented i honestly so i looked at his yeah. instagram he's like he's a really talented artist and uh, that yeah. just made me sad to think about i mean normally we're sad for the victim and i'm extremely sad for gabby and her family yeah. and everything but sometimes you also got to think about the person, by the way, we cannot confirm that Brian is, you know, responsible for this. It just, it looks that way. Yeah. It really does look that way. Yeah. But we don't know for sure what happened yet, yet. Um, but gosh, so I was watching another, I think it, it was like some, of course, some other true crime <laughs> episode of something and this girl killed her boyfriend she was like 21 or something like that Mm -hmm. and her mom um they like they went to court and she ended up being guilty and then they were doing the sentencing and the mom her mom spoke out and was like you know i know you guys lost your son but she's like i also lost my daughter and i'm like yeah like yeah it's heartbreaking as a parent, I imagine, and heartbreaking as a friend or anyone just to see someone's life completely destroyed and tossed away because they could not control their emotions or yeah. anything. So, I don't know. Uh, keep your eyes peeled, guys, for Brian Laundry. Uh, he is out there somewhere, and maybe when we release this, he will have been found. Not sure. I hope so. I because I'm I also, um, 
there's going to be no justice if he does end up killing himself. And then, you know, we'll never know exactly what did happen unless he leaves some sort of letter if that right. ends up being the case. Um, you know, I would rather if he's guilty see him rot. So, um, yeah. That's where I'm at. So. Yeah. Couple different theories. Now, yeah. there was one theory that is do not like go down this route, don't even go there. That there's like a serial killer loose in Moab because of the other two murders that Katie talked about. Yeah. Um, the police have confirmed they are not connected. So it's not definitely yeah. not what is happening. Um, there was talk about like some creepy guy creeping around the campsite. But I feel like this is just a lot of like made up stories to make something out of nothing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean... To me, it seems pretty obvious, right? If there's all these explosions, one explosion went too far and he freaked out and he went home and maybe he told his parents, his parents are like, crap, okay, what do we do? You know what I mean? Here's money, like, we'll take care of your car, like, just run away, whatever. That's what it yeah. looks like. But Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time where our parents defend a child who has murdered somebody or some multiple people and tries to help them um so that could be the case where they were like well we would rather never see you again and have you be out you know being free or whatever than possibly um i don't know if florida has the death penalty or not but you know or seeing you in prison for the rest of your life or whatever um i think that's you know selfish for a parent to do but i can i guess see it because you know, they love their kids so do much. They don't things. lose their kid. But um, I hope if that is the case and they did know and they were helping him escape, I hope they, of course, are arrested too and have to face that consequence because um, I can't even imagine what Gabby's parents are going through and what they were going through when they were trying to figure out what happened to her and then to have the people that she was living with just completely not respond or care that <laughs> she was gone. Yeah. Um, like that must have been hell waiting those days to figure it out and fi- then find out that she is dead and, you know, have closure in that way, but then still not know what happened um, to have the full closure. So I'm just hoping that they find him so that they can have whatever sort of closure that is possible from losing your child like that. Yeah. But, I saw this meme, uh, I was talking with Katie about it earlier, not really a meme, but it's more like something being shared on social media where it's talking about don't use the Gabby Petito case as a way to like, you know, what was it, to instruct your daughters that, uh, yeah, to get out of abusive relationships and such like that. But I was like thinking, and then it says, you know, we should be teaching our sons to not be abusive and yeah. all this stuff, but the reality is we should teach both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gabby Petito is not your typical, and I hate to say this, but when we think of like violent uh, domestic disputes, I mean, we think of people in trailer parks or, yeah, you know, drug users or like they're just, my friend's a cop and she deals with, that is the number one thing she deals with all the time. And she's like, yeah, often I go to the place and it's like, you just know. You just know that this is not the first time the cops have been called or the second mm-hmm. time or the third time or anything like that. And, you know, Gabby and Brian, they don't look like that. And they, yeah. so it just, it's just, uh yeah, Te- just teach, how about, no matter what, teach your child to not be abusive and to not take abuse and um it should be on i mean it's the parent's responsibility in that case to make sure that they are raising a child who can see these signs and being supportive of them in ways that encourage them to not accept that kind of relationship and um you know teaching their kids to treat their significant other with respect and never lay hands on them no matter how angry you get and um yeah as i think that that kind that meme not it's not a meme but <laughs> what you're talking I know about you're doing, yeah. is um the kind of thing that 
I, it, it goes both ways for sure. And it's shifting blame onto one gender when, yes, I will say that a, a lot of domestic abuse calls that are, are men and who are the aggressor, but it's very possible for women to be the aggressor. Oh, as we yeah. talked about and Definitely. have seen in a lot of cases. So instead of saying that, say, teach your child to be respectful and yeah. to recognize the signs. And I think that's part of parenting is trying to teach your child to protect themselves and, you know, others around them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All this, just the stupid little internet things that are coming out because of this case are annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> it is just frustrating to see. Um, all I know. Yeah. Just, nice. I feel like people use every single case to get on their soapbox about something. And um, I just like, Oh gosh, yeah. I think even like on 9/11, um yeah. I was like you know, 9/11, we lived through 9/11. Like if you're listening yeah. to us, I'm sure you have too. Um it yeah. affected and even the people who were born after 9/11, it has still in some way probably affected their life or your life. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I remember when it was happening, watching it on the news, yeah. and, like, people jumping to their deaths. <laughs> like, yeah. It's dramatic. It is dramatic. So, but I was uh, scrolling through Instagram, and I think BBC, like, posted, you know, people in America remembering how it's been 20 years and having memorials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I look at the comments, and you got fucking little trolls that are just like, <laughs> but what about the millions of lives lost because of America going to war or this and that. And I'm like, yeah, all very valid, but yeah, just frustrating. It's because everybody tries to be, well, these people suffered more. Well, we did this and they did that. And I'm just like, there is no reward for suffering more. Like you can say all of these people had a bad deal in life and all these things that happened were awful without another person being less important like it just frustrates me to no end because they're equally as sad and just because there's a higher number or a different way that it went about doesn't mean that those other people's lives mattered any less yeah so, so for, for Gabby Petito, yeah. we can't sit here and think, well, like you said, with indigenous women, it's like, well, what about them? What about this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. important too. Think about, yeah. What about them? How about we yeah. do try and blow up some of these other missing women? I mean, honestly, even Maya Millet. Yeah. It's forgotten about now. I She didn't not get as much attention as Gabby. No, so and I, I was not, yeah. still try to look, you know, and see if there's any mm-hmm. updates, and there's nothing. Her husband's yeah. got the children, and he's cut off the family, and he's just yeah doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah. like, so keep keep those stories um, active. Keep those cases open. Yep. Keep yeah. sharing. And, yeah, so... We'll see what happens with this case. Um, we hope Brian is found soon. And mm-hmm. just, well, you know, our prayers and everything go, obviously, with the Petito family. So, yeah, it's very sad yeah. turnaround of that. Yeah, so there's our, our depressing single <laughs> shot with me on the phone. Definitely different, yeah. It's, it's, a different, it's a different vibe, for sure. But um, yeah. that's it. So... Thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said, if this is your first single shot, they normally are not this long or no. this. But I mean, it was a special and I really appreciate being on your radio show today. Like, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Thank you for calling uh, 92.4. Yeah. <laughs> Signing off. Signing this off, yes. And guest Katie. And guest Katie, yes. And our uh, one-year anniversary is next week. Whoop, whoop. Yes. So hopefully oh, Katie's mic will be working again by then. So yeah. you don't have to listen to a whole episode of this. <laughs> My voice coming in from afar. Oh my gosh, I'm so. We gotta figure this out. I'm so upset. But I know. I have like three days to figure it out. So let's. <laughs> yeah, send I think us. I'm gonna order a new cord and see if that helps. Hopefully that no. helps. Yeah. No, I hope so. Oh gosh. 
Well, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Um, stay safe out there, guys. And if you are in a relationship that, you know, has these kind of high emotions or something like that, like find someone to talk to. Um, you don't have anyone to talk to. You can call talk eight, to us. Talk to us. I'm not yeah. a counselor, but I'd be happy to talk to you. Yeah. Um, you can also call, you can also go online to thehotline.com. Or you can call one eight hundred seven nine nine SAFE, which is seven two three three, and they'd be happy to help you, you know, go through yep. any kind of domestic violence. You can so. um, call four one one too, and they'll give you local resources. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't have uh, to call nine one one, but don't hesitate to call nine one one if you are in a situation that is unsafe. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, have a great night, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Single shot.